Do you use your baby as an excuse to get out of things? All the time. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a question. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's you can't no one can argue with you. It's perfect. Yeah, it's true. And they can't test it. Yeah, true. What they can do? Call up Maisie. Hey, yeah, that's right. Are you, you really sick? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really sleep badly last night? And wake up every hour. And the thing is, I everyone doesn't. So when someone else says to me, "I sorry, this has happened with my kid," I'm like, "Yeah, probably it's hasn't." Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Mum's Group. Or if you're listening for the first time, hey. This is a podcast for new Christian mums navigating the joyful complexities of motherhood together. My name's Ali Barnes. I work in radio. I'm married, have a son, and he now climbs out of his cot. I need to get a lid. When I was thinking of a name for this podcast, it was hard to go past mums group because, you know, in that traditional sense, we're just a group of mums wanting to chat, share, and support each other. The camaraderie and unity between mums has certainly been my experience of motherhood. I know loads experience a sense of isolation and loneliness or judgment from other mothers, but over the past year and a bit, one of the most unexpected gifts of this new season has been all the new mum friends that I've gained. So this episode, we're chatting about old and new friendships, navigating relationships with other mums, and friendships with women in different seasons of life. I think that's a really important conversation. So enjoy this episode of Mums Group. I'm Lynn Saunders. I'm married, have a two-year-old son, and I can't get him to stop talking at the moment. Aww. Buy me some peace and quiet, please. <laughs> well, we'll stay in the studio for as long as possible yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> My name is Beth Brown. Uh, I married a little girl called Maisie who's just turned two. She's completely obsessed with the Wiggles. Um, <laughs> who's her favourite? Well, she's Emma, and she yeah, said of Emma before she said Mum. <laughs> so I'm still sort of dealing with that. I just want to say thank you so much for your friendships. Yay. I'm so grateful that you had babies a couple of months before me <laughs> and that I was able to learn all the tips and tricks from you, what worked, but also just like through those sleep regressions and mm. periods of sickness, you being able to say, yep, you'll get through it or yep, that's totally normal. It really helped me. Yeah. And I also really love that our kids are already forming friendships. I mean, it's a bit of a love, love-hate relationship between oh, Badger yeah. and Joey. Is it? <laughs> They're both very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A consistent wrestling match the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, a toy. Let's both hold on to it. It's not a relaxing <laughs> play date when Lynn and I are together. Oh, there you go. But Maisie and Badger are basically destined to go down the aisle Absolutely. anytime now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few more years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lynn, you and I, we joined a local mums group, but Beth, did you ever consider going to one? I did consider it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Maisie had a bit of a rough start, so that just meant um, we didn't get out of the house as quickly as I originally thought we would. So I missed the first couple of gatherings that I'd been put into. So then I sort of got kind of that cold feet of like I didn't want to be the person who turned up late and everyone had already <laughs> bonded because I've got a bit of an anxious personality in that regard. So yeah. it kind of just ended up just not happening. Yeah. Lynn? What was your experience? What did you appreciate about Mums Group? We had like a very structured uh, Mums Group early on. So it was just 15, 16 mums and we met for four weeks. And I think I just found the structure of having this one thing a week that was like everyone there's in the same boat as you. Their kids are all going to be within four weeks um, of the same age as your little one. 
um, just took the pressure off like getting out of the house and independently having to exercise any agency to build Mm. relationships. And there were so many different mums there and lots of different cultures, lots of different backgrounds um, to learn from and see the way that they were doing motherhood and parenthood and to have the opportunity to make new friends in a season which can be lonely and isolating depending Mm. on the challenges you face. Yeah, especially with so many of the friends you already have still at work. Totally. That's right. Or even having kids but at different stages, they're just not in the trenches in the same way that you are. Mm. And all the mums lived within a five-minute drive of each other. So, you know, we would meet at local parks and swap tips on things that were happening in the local area, you know best snacks to buy in the same Woolworths they could tell you exactly which aisle which shelf yeah so it was just it was a really nice sense of local community that I really really appreciated yes that's awesome I think you know in hindsight I probably should have just gone in and just done it because it would have been fine and if I were to do it again I probably would do Mm. it do you think they're seasonal friends are you still in touch we still catch up intermittently Mm. just like you go through so much in those early days and you love their kids and you want to see how their kids are doing and growing up. Um, so we still have a WhatsApp that we still oh, chat on. I get like a thousand pings a day. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of your school friendships where you see the same people every day and then maybe you don't see them as often once you finish school. But You have that history. Yeah, something that's that right. really united you. And like a really formative shared experience. So I think, yeah, even if we don't see each other, people are still there for advice and friendship yeah and I like I remember the first few weeks everyone was just you know stoked to be there you know out of the house in clothes uh, maybe (laughs) with brushed hair but I remember it was maybe week five or week six one of the girls broke down and cried Mm. like when she was asking her question and she was battling with feeding and just that moment of vulnerability Mm. just brought us all together in a much deeper way you're almost shunned if you did have it all together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're connected more. Don't you wear know. white. <laughs> Don't straighten your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Just a group of mums winging it together. Mm. When you catch up with friends, do you want to talk about baby stuff or anything but? Definitely back in the day, early days, I wanted, like just want to talk mm. about the baby stuff because that's all you were really thinking about. And then now less about sleep and all those things and more just about cute things that they do mm. or, or things or things they've said or things funny things they've done I think I'd agree yeah when you're in the first three six months you just don't have capacity like your brain is not in a space to be able to think about asking a question that's not related to like yeah, totally. your own survival or your child's survival <laughs> yes and particularly there's an understanding or I found that also like my husband I don't know. For some reason, I didn't need to talk to him about all this stuff because he wasn't able to give me as much tips and tricks as mm. talking to other yeah, mums. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like I, I craved those conversations more with mm. other new mums totally. to figure out what they were doing. Yeah. And even just for the affirmation like of this is happening and people being like, yeah, 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 rather than, I don't know, your husband being like, why do you think that's happening? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I'm, I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> now – I know how vital friendships are to our health, but you're both introverts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you have capacity and energy to keep up with all your friends? 
Oh, that's a that's a long pause. <laughs> when you said all my friends, oh, I'm yeah. trying to think, think of any about. I think there are about two of them. So <laughs> I, I did manage to keep up with them. <laughs> um, no, definitely not. You don't have the capacity to keep up with mm. all your friends in the same way that you did before you had the baby, um, because things are happening in in the evenings and um, things are happening in places that. You don't really want to take your kid when you're still trying to figure out how to breastfeed and mm. you're trying to get them to sleep. So th- those things dropped off. And then as, as far as keeping up with friends, it became more intentional sort of stuff and it became about um, maybe them coming over to my place more often, which would have been something a bit different. And then it was probably just a matter of having to let some friendships become things that just were more like texting friendships mm. for a season um, and, and I think people were understanding about that. Mm. But at the same time, you've got a newborn baby and you think they're absolutely incredible and you want to show everyone. So there's a, there's a kind of two things going on. One is I'm really tired. I'm trying to do things. I don't have the headspace to ask the questions I want to ask and I can't get all the places I want to go to to see all my friends. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to see everyone and show them my baby. Yeah. Um, so there was a bit of both, I think. I think I really I missed having the headspace to have real – in-depth conversations with people like even when you catch up with people even if you manage to get around to coffee or people coming around or whatever it is having the headspace to remember what you talked about afterwards and feel like you could follow up with someone about something they'd mentioned like I just felt all these aspects of like how I traditionally thought of friendships I really struggled with holding those in tandem with Mm. now having a newborn and being like I'm literally only thinking about like how many times a day I'm feeding them and how many wet nappies they have. (laughs) I don't remember anything that we said Mm -hmm. in that conversation, but I think I really appreciate people's kindness and grace to me in that and being like totally understanding, like messaging people and being like, I'm so sorry that I was just dealing with Joey for the whole time you were there. And they were like, no, like I totally understand. You know, it was just nice to be there with you. And I think embracing that aspect of friendship, which is just, being there yeah you know it's not like the the value of friendship is in how deep you go in conversation every single time there's there's something so wonderful about just being there with someone Mm. whether you're talking or not whether you're whether someone's helping you change a nap you know like it it's just that company yeah it's about the company Mm. and the presence not always the content of your Mm. conversation and you know you, you say they would say, I totally understand. But, like, I found my best friend had a kid two years before me mm. and we could acknowledge it in that time that I didn't totally understand. What she, like, <laughs> I yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. possibly. And I love, you know, now that I've got a kid mm. and, and, you know, how that's brought us even closer because mm. there is that understanding. But did you find it harder to catch up with people who didn't have kids or... I definitely felt more boring when I yeah. got like I think I was more conscious of there's so much happening in their lives, you know, in so many different areas. And I feel like I've just come to this dinner or lunch or coffee catch up and like all I've done this week is <laughs> go to the park for a walk with the pram or <laughs> what's you new know? in your life? Yeah. Uh, like move to less poo today. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like not interesting conversation. Yeah. So I, I think it is hard to feel like you have something that people want to talk about but yeah by far and beyond it 
I think that was just my own self-consciousness feeling like these weren't interesting things to talk about. You think that, but if you can remember back yeah. when you, before you had Joey. Totally. For me, I loved you're still catching up with my friends. You're just laughing it all in because mm. you're like, oh, this is really different. Yeah. Like, and this is what's hopefully ahead for me and you get yeah. to learn and mm. absorb so much by totally. know, that time spent together. Um, one of the things that I learned through motherhood and I still have a lot to learn is how to be more thoughtful and sensitive in conversations. Mm -hmm. So, for example, instead of saying, you know, are you breastfeeding? Mm. Um, Maybe saying something like, your baby looks so healthy, how are you Mm. going? Yeah. Or um, are you loving it? Are you having the best time? Because that that might Mm. be something that, no, they're Mm. they're not, and that just brings guilt and shame. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just... How are you feeling? Are you feeling as good as you yeah. look? You know, I'm trying to learn how to do that better. Open-ended questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like give people the space to give as much as they want to give or actually give you what they want to talk about. Because it's it's not that mums are suddenly more sensitive than they were, but there is a lot of hormonal changes and you don't really know what's behind the facade. Yeah, and totally. You know the saying where you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself so that you can help others? Mm. I once heard someone say, you know, sometimes and particularly with mums who often don't prioritise their health and well-being, you need to put the oxygen mask on them. Mm. Like they won't ask for help. Mm. And and I've been learning this recently, you know, because I always send the message saying, hey, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do. And what I'm learning is that I actually just need to drop off that meal mm. or I just need to turn up and say, hey, I'm here mm. or I'm going to take your child. Because if you ask, how can I help? No one wants to be a mm. burden. Like it's, it's just something that I think specific to mums is really hard to do is to ask for help. Mm. And that's where friendships, mm. you know, where people know what's going on in your world and can actually help. Mm. I think that's a really important thing, yeah. um, which is hard to do when you're in the thick of it as well, yeah. <laughs> to have energy yeah. um, when you're struggling to keep your oxygen mask on as mm. well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think new motherhood is one of those rare spaces where you can build relationships really quickly and in a really deep way and in a way that really reflects the gospel. So I think I was really thankful for the opportunity to, I work in a church, I don't get to meet people who aren't Christians or even build like deep relationships with people who don't know Jesus. And so to have that opportunity to go, you know, I'm going to drop a meal, anyone can drop a meal. And there were women who weren't Christians who were dropping meals around for each other as well. Mm. But just to go... This phone call, showing up at this place, this meal, this park visit, you know, this could be a really significant thing to someone's day, week, and I have an opportunity here to love them like Jesus would love them. Mm. Um, I didn't in the moment, I think, do that consciously, but I think in hindsight, I was like, oh, God has answered prayers for relationships that are outside the church that I've wanted for a long time, and I can use these just to help people see what God's kindness looks like in really practical ways. Yeah. And, you know, when you walk the talk, it opens up all sorts of doors, you know, and building that relationship to that point where you can ask them, hey, do you want to come along to church? Like, you know, when Banjo was in the nativity, when he was, you know, 
playing Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I asked my mum's group and one person came. Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's someone who was never going to walk through a church door, but because of that opportunity, that time and place of building those relationships, she did. And, you know, we'll see if she comes back this Christmas. Mm. <laughs> Maybe even Easter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I really love in having friends with mums is how much I can learn from them. Mm. So, like, right now I'm in that stage where I'm starting to learn discipline isn't mm. such an instinctive thing for me. <laughs> What's everyone else doing? <laughs> I really appreciate Yeah. What, what do you like to learn from other mums and from, you know, those friendships? Well, I've been actually really surprised. I don't know if this is answering the question, but there's, I've been really surprised in myself what I thought I was going to – all the things I thought I was going to do compared to what I'm actually doing. Mm. By that I just mean having looked at friends – who had kids before I did and gone, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And now I do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just like you realise just how sort of judgmental you can be mm. about the way other people are parenting because you assume that everything they do is a conscious decision where sometimes it's like it's a survival, survival. or a reaction. Oh, yeah. It was much easier parenting my hypothetical child. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, you know, and sometimes you just, yeah, I guess you just, you think, you're going to have the strength and the energy to do it exactly the way you want to. And then you meet your kid and they're like a real person. You can't just bring these preconceived ideas into it all the time because you're met with someone who says, well, when you do that, I'm going to react this mm. way. And you're like, but you, that wasn't my plan. You <laughs> weren't going to react that way. <laughs> you're going to say, yes, mommy. <laughs> so I don't know if that's really answering your question exactly, but I just it just made me think a bit about at least um, things I've appreciated seeing in, in my friends is they're making mistakes mm. um, because now I feel like I'm making lots of not mistakes. It's a bit of a harsh term, but lots of just, what did I really mean to do that or did I want to do that or am I okay with it? Do that? And then you just look around and it's just happening all over the place. Yes. And... Back in the day, I thought, so no one's a perfect parent, but I will be. And now I'm just realizing I'm just joining the crew of yeah. not mm. being a perfect parent. That's right. And it's, it's good company. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in good company. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that I've really appreciated is having not grown up in a Christian home, mm. seeing Christian mums. Mm. You know, like I went to my friend's house and uh, when I watched them all say grace before dinner, I was like, oh, mm. I, I want to be praying with Banjo. And so I, I got into a habit of when I was buckling him up in his car, we would pray together. In his car. That's incredible. <laughs> you guys are so generous. So one of those tiny cars that you can, like, drive around an oval on a pathway with a remote control. <laughs> it feels like it's his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My gosh, every time we get in, he is distraught when he has to get in the car seat. He wants to be in the front seat. Oh, really? Wow, what a boss. Anyway, sorry, you are saying that you pray with him. You? Yeah, but that's only something that I'm learning from being mm. around other Christian mums of how mm. I can, um, yeah, parent and, and raise him to know God. And, mm. um. Now, I really appreciated my mum's group and uh, work friends and and everyone, but there's something next level with friends from church. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes you walk away from a conversation where there's been, you know, a hard word spoken to your life of how you can love God better or honour your husband or Mm. um, love your children better. And it's really hard to hear at the time when they're kind of reminding you of your identity in Christ. But then you walk away feeling so much more built up, so much more encouraged. There is something special about those friendships, isn't Mm. there? Yeah, Mm. definitely. I think something I've really appreciated is I think there's just something really special in church about having those multi-generational relationships and being able to learn from older mums. Yeah. 
I think the thing that's helpful about church as well is it's on every week. And so it's mm. one of those things where it's just like you don't actually have to make the effort to catch up with these people. You just all gather in the same place and there they are. And so they end up being particularly close because it's just regular. Mm. And I, the thing I'm really grateful for with our church is that they've also got a, a play group midweek for little people. So I didn't join a mother's group, as I said, but I do go along to this play group and it's a chance to connect with people who you see on a Sunday yeah. midweek and also people from the community. And and I love that there are people who are reading Christian books in that group to my to my daughter yeah. and singing Christian songs and she's looking around and seeing other kids singing the same songs and yeah. um, sort of making it all seem quite normal. Um, the one thing that is difficult in terms of that church environment is that I think church culture makes marriage and motherhood a big crux of a woman's identity. Mm. And, you know, with the various events that get held, you can feel kind of isolated if you aren't married Mm. or have children. Totally. Have you found it hard? Like I know for you, Beth, obviously it was a longer wait for motherhood. Mm -hmm. But have you found it hard as a mum now navigating those friendships? Because, like, you naturally gravitate to women that you can be real with right and so if I want to share what's going on with Banjo and it's you know it's been a really hard week I feel like I'm being so ungrateful if I talk to my friend who longs for a child Mm. Um, but then I also don't want to have a real shallow friendship and be like everything's amazing so Mm. I find those friendships difficult to navigate the the people who are waiting for kids yeah yeah. desperately long for a child to have a real sincere conversation sometimes about my child. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it took about six years for us to fall pregnant. So, yes, there was a period of time where I was the person in the church desperately wanting a kid, with surrounded by people who had kids. And I'm trying to tap into that to find out how I felt about them talking to me about um, their situation. And I, I, I don't think it actually made it harder for me when people would talk in depth about their mothering situations. Yep. Like that didn't make a difference to me. Like okay. um, the harder ones were the people who would say, so when are you guys next? Mm. Um, and that was just that assumption stuff. But but no, like I, I think I felt quite privileged to be led into that um, and we still held out hope for falling pregnant one one day. And so for me that was just taking on board things I could use in the future. Mm. And it was a way for me to love them, to take an interest in them where they were at. Mm. And I enjoyed that authentic relationship, even though my heart was hurting, but it wasn't hurting and related to that person and their experience. Sure. It didn't actually really make a difference to how I was feeling. Yeah, I don't know if that's helpful or not. Yeah. Because everyone's different and then you don't mm. want to just go and assume, oh, well, then I'm just going to just talk to, mm. you know, the way I want to because everyone's like Beth. It's not that. But I just, don't, I just think we shouldn't just assume that people who are struggling to have kids and want to have kids don't want to hear about it because yeah. that's not always the case. Is it helpful to ask that question? Like, uh, I don't know, can you be that well, honest and upfront? I am now right? because because I of what I've gone through, I say, would you rather I didn't talk about this? Mm. Yeah. You know, and most of the time I go, no, no, tell me. Okay. And even like a little while ago, I, I was talking with someone who had been married for a long time and didn't have kids and I just asked them, like, are you guys – thinking you'll have kids or are you struggling to have kids? Like I didn't want to make an assumption. Mm. Like, oh, no, but it's not ready. Yeah. But um, rather than either not addressing it mm. or addressing it as if... It's a given. Yeah, like 
when you have kids or like I just I just asked them outright yeah. and I think they appreciated that question as well yeah so I maybe mean, it's about an encouragement to just be brave in your in your chats and even to recognize like with friends who I know who struggled with having kids they'll feel different on different days you'll feel different on different days so you know one day they might really want to talk about your kids and another day it might just have been a really hard week mm. and so you know, they don't want to talk about it, mm. but to recognize like they're in flux as well. So yeah, that question of how's it going? How yeah. are you going? It's never going to be misplaced yeah. because every day, every week mm. is different in that journey, in your journey, you know? That's a really good point. Like I, I had a friend who, you know, I would get the message being like, hey, I miss seeing you and Banjo. Can we hang out this week? And then it would swing to hey, why weren't you at church? And it was just like, oh, I just didn't want to be at a family service today. Mm. You know, you're yeah. right. You know, interestingly, I just was thinking, when, I w- when people are single and really wanting to be married, I think part of the reason that people, some single people particularly, really want to get married is because we only present the good side of marriage mm. a lot of the time. So um, we say things are going well. We, we hold, we're all walking and holding hands. We're celebrating Valentine's Day and um, movies are all about how these things are so wonderful. Whereas I think if the more we talk about, oh, this is really hard, mm. the more it just doesn't become this thing that is just mm. like the key to happiness. And I think it's the same with kids in that people who are longing to have kids, you're not going to take that longing away. Mm. But if all you do is say how great it is, you're actually, I think, continuing to foster that idea that having a child will solve all your problems Mm. and it's going to be the greatest thing. Whereas perhaps the more honest we are about, I'm exhausted, Mm. you know, then some people might say, well, just be grateful you've got a kid. That's an option. Mm. But another, another way of thinking of it is that it just helps to not say that this is the, like the thing that solves all your problems yeah, it's fulfilling. hard and That's I think right. it helps people yeah well yeah I'm a big believer that you have friends for a reason a season or a lifetime uh, I'm so grateful to God for my new mum friends and also my lifelong mates uh, they've been just such an incredible support in this first chapter of motherhood and it's amazing you know when when you realize there are so many people supporting you whether it's, yeah, dropping off meals or uh, coffees, just being company or sending you texts when you don't have energy to get out and about. It's motivated me to be more helpful when someone has a baby. Like I remember, Beth, when you um, came over to visit Banjo when we just got out of hospital and you came in with like three bags of groceries. (laughs) And I just, oh, the impact of that gesture, it just made me feel like there was an incredible village around Mm. me to support me. And look, not everyone has a village, you know, family and good friends don't always live nearby but do encourage you to find a church community a play group a local mums group something because this motherhood thing is a lot more fun and enjoyable when you're alongside others of course you are a part of this audible mums group um if you'd like to connect further search mums group pod on facebook and continue the conversation there thanks for joining me guys thank you bye bye